Hey y'all, this is Connor, your Editor-in-Chief, coming at you up top. Just letting you know that this episode was recorded in March of 2022, even though it's going to be coming out here sometime in July of 2023. So uh, if there's anything at any point that sounds outdated, then that's why. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the As of Yet Unnamed Podcast, episode 10. Uh, this week, we got another kind of grab bag episode we're doing where we just got some random topics we're going to discuss and you know, see where it goes from there. Uh, with me, as always, is Parth. Hey, what's up? And uh, we're just going to jump right into it. The first topic we have is about food, basically our favorite and least favorite types of food. I can start off. I would say... I'm a big fan of food. <laughs> yes, know? so would I. <laughs> I think it's one of the big pleasures of life. <laughs> Nothing beats a good meal. Right. And I like several types of food, several different cuisines. If I had to pick like a favorite cuisine, it would be Mexican. I do love Mexican food. And uh, if I had to pick like a second favorite, it would probably be Italian. I am vegetarian, so that kind of... Obviously, it cuts out any meat from the possible food I could eat. But I've never felt like I, I don't have enough like options to eat or anything like that. Typically, like wherever I go, uh, at least the restaurants you know I like to go to, I, I can find something... For me to eat that I like. Yeah, what kind of food do you like? Uh, are you a food fan? <laughs> yes, I am definitely a food fan. I would say that there's not really a type of food I dislike. I'm pretty much open to anything. As far as like favorite types, I'm with you. I really like Mexican food. Yeah. Like authentic, well, as authentic as it can get around here. Mexican food is probably my top favorite. We got a couple really good restaurants here in our town that I think do a really good Mexican dish. Other than that, I'm a big fan of like Southern style cooking. Probably yeah. has to do with being born and raised here in the <laughs> South. <laughs> I know stuff that maybe other people wouldn't even know what it is or wouldn't want to try it. Like Southern style cuisine, like liver mush. You probably don't even know what liver mush is. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I love me a good liver mush sandwich. And other than that, just like your typical American cooking, like I love a good burger or steak. Just like a yeah. good piece of meat. <laughs> Those are probably my, my top favorites. I'm also, I also really like a good sandwich. Like uh, there's a place here in town we go to called Groucho's Deli. And I think they have a really good uh, selection of sandwiches. All of them are really tasty. And it's yeah. probably about the best sandwich you can get here around where we live, I think. Nice. Like I said, there's not really a type of food I don't like. Like just tonight, uh, me and Parth went out to an Indian restaurant. I thought it was really good. You know, this is only about the second time I've had Indian food, and both times I've really liked it. I got something different each time, and it's really good. I know when I was younger, I was a lot pickier about what I would and wouldn't eat, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten a lot more open to just trying new stuff, and mm -hmm. I would say that I'm not really limiting myself based on what kind of food it is. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I mostly just look at ingredients. Like, I know lettuce is a big no-go for me. doesn't matter what kind of food it is. I don't like lettuce. Just the texture, I don't really like, and I don't feel like it adds anything taste-wise, so I just avoid it on anything. 
Yeah. But outside of that, the only stuff I'm really picky about nowadays is tomatoes and onions. Onions, I'm kind of picky about how they're used. I like like caramelized onions or like onion rings. But like a lot of places you can get diced onions, like fast food places around here, they put diced onions. Like Taco Bell has them in the burritos. Right. McDonald's has them in the burgers. I don't like those kind of onions. And then as far as tomatoes go, I like like tomato-based stuff, like sauces, obviously ketchup or spaghetti sauce or whatever. That kind of tomato stuff is fine by me. I just, um, as far as sliced tomatoes go, I'm really picky. Like sometimes I'll want them on a sandwich, sometimes I won't. It's just kind of how I feel on that day. Hmm. But outside of that, I'm really open to try pretty much anything. Gotcha. Talking about Southern cooking, I mean, obviously, I haven't really had that much Southern food. Because <laughs> a lot of it is meat-based. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I like cornbread. <laughs> hey, cornbread, there we go. That's yeah. some common ground. I love me a good piece of cornbread. Yeah. Slather it with some butter or some honey. Mm. Right. <laughs> And I really like pimento cheese, which like I think is a southern thing. Yeah. Sort of. I don't know that it's exclusively southern, but I know a lot of southern style stuff does use pimento cheese. Right. Like for sandwiches or as like a topping on other stuff. Yeah. Like a pimento cheese sandwich. You know, really good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then for me, like food I don't like. I guess I'm not that picky with food. I'll eat most stuff, you know, that's not, that's vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) Most Uh, stuff that you can eat. Yeah. But I will say, like, (laughs) I'm not a big fan of fruit, honestly, just in general. Like, blueberries, strawberries, peaches, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, bananas or oranges or apples, they're okay. But I wouldn't say there's a fruit that I particularly like. You're not going to see me grabbing an orange for a snack or something. (laughs) (laughs) See, I like fruit. Yeah? Yeah. I've been eating a lot of grapes lately. We've been buying grapes from Aldi. And they're like the best grapes I've ever had. They're really good. Uh, I like apples. I like oranges. I like peaches as like a dessert. Like if you sweeten them in like a syrup with some sugar and put them on something, they're really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, the only fruit I really avoid is bananas, and it's not because I don't like them, but uh, I don't know if I'm, like, allergic or something, but whenever I eat bananas, they just don't sit very well with me. feels almost like I'm, like, having, like, an asthma attack or something. Like, it's hard to breathe. Uh-huh. So I just avoid bananas for that reason. Yeah. <laughs> but I do like how they taste. Or, like, banana pudding is really good. Yeah. It's just a shame that I don't eat it as much as I wish I could. Right. But I do like fruits. I like, like, nuts, too. Like a, like a trail mix where you get, like, fruit and nuts mixed together mm-hmm. that, uh, that's like one of my favorite snacks yeah i'm not like a huge nut fan either <laughs> i mean i like cashews and i like pistachios but that's about it i just like the healthy foods super healthy foods i'm like i'd rather just eat a donut or something <laughs> <laughs> where do you land on salad salad's all right like it has to have some kind of dressing with it, like ranch or like a vinaigrette or something, but I don't mind salad. I'm like okay with vegetables. Fruit, I have a problem with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, salad's one of those things I never eat, just because I don't like lettuce. Oh, yeah. So I, I always avoid salad. Uh, my mom loves it. She can eat salad as like her main course, if it's like, you know, like a big salad with a lot of stuff on it. 
Yeah. She loves it. But I, I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could eat salad as, like, an appetizer or something like that. I mean, I can't just eat salad as, like, a meal or something. <laughs> but, yeah. And then, I also really like sweet food. Like, any type of sweet food. Cake, ice cream, pies, cookies, or anything. Like... Sweet, sweetness is good, you know? Um, <laughs> sometimes I'll just go go out and get some ice cream for dessert at night. Or, you know, in the afternoon I'll go get, like, coffee and, and a cinnamon roll or something. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Uh, I like dessert as well. I'm not quite as big on it as I used to be, maybe when I was a kid. I've gotten a little pickier about my desserts. I really like... I like sweet stuff, but there's like a limit. Like it, it can be too sweet for me. Yeah. Like um, I like cake, but I like the cake, not necessarily the icing. Yeah. I just like the actual cake part. I feel that. Or like cookies are good. Pie, uh, pie is probably my favorite. I like pie better than cake. Hmm. Uh, any kind of pie is really good. I'm not a big fan of ice cream. I don't really know why. That's just hmm. I don't ever really want it. I can eat it. It's fine. But like. A lot of times for dessert, we'll have like a like a fruit cobbler, like a peach cobbler or an apple or something like that. And I know my my parents and my grandparents, they always get icing to put on it. Or not icing, uh, they always get ice cream to put on it, like while it's hot. So the ice cream melts all over top of it. And I don't ever want to do that. I'd rather just eat the cobbler <laughs> without the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I really like pretty much what you were talking about. Cinnamon rolls are really good. Right. Um, I like a good cinnamon roll, but it has to have the right balance between like the roll and the icing. Again, I don't want it to have too much icing on it because yeah. that kind of ruins it for me. But yeah, definitely. It's it's funny as I've gotten older, I've gotten less picky about like my main course, but more picky about my dessert. <laughs> huh. That's interesting. For me, I also really like pie. It's weird because I like fruit pies. Like blueberry pie, apple pie, pumpkin pie. But I don't really like the fruit. <laughs> you gotta have it smothered in sugar. Exactly. <laughs> That's <exactly>. the key. <laughs> yeah. uh, especially apple pie. That's probably my favorite. Yeah. I think pumpkin's probably my favorite. I really love pumpkin pie. Mm. It's one of those things I mostly associate with like Thanksgiving. That's about the only time I really get it. Yeah. That and sweet potato. Sweet potatoes. I really like sweet potatoes. Uh, like you, you put like sugar and cinnamon and whipped cream on them and they're really good. It's like a dessert all its own. I know you wouldn't, you wouldn't typically think of sweet potatoes as like a dessert, but you can make it a dessert and it's right. really good. <laughs> <laughs> and then as far as drinks go, uh, I really like hot chocolate and soda. Like I, I like coffee too occasionally, but sometimes I'll just get hot chocolate instead of coffee. I, I kind of had to be in the mood for coffee. And then, and then, yeah, I'm a big soda fan. Like, I'll always get Pepsi or Coke if, if I go somewhere to eat, you know. And then I, I don't like tea, like, at all. <laughs> Any type of tea. I've had, like, green tea, sweet tea, like, chai tea. I don't like any of it. Dang. <laughs> That's just me. Yeah, I really like tea. I like all kinds of tea, really. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's like usually my drink of choice whenever we go to a restaurant is sweet tea, if they have it. I really like sweet tea. Soda's good. I'll still get a regular soda when I go out to eat every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I prefer regular soda to diet soda. But I've gotten to where, at home at least, I've gotten to where I drink a lot more diet soda. Just because I'm watching my calories. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and diet soda's not bad. There are some good diet sodas, but I definitely prefer the taste of regular soda to diet. Yeah, me too. And I really like coffee. When I was younger, I know my parents would go through Starbucks a lot to get coffee for themselves. And if I was with them, I'd always get a hot chocolate instead <laughs> of a coffee. But uh, as I've gotten older, I've gotten to where I like really like coffee a lot. I usually drink two or three cups when I get up. I, I cold brew my coffee oh. instead of hot brewing it. So you like put it in the container and like set it in the fridge for like a day and let it brew that way instead of running hot water through it. And it tastes, I, I prefer the taste of it that way. I think it tastes a lot better. Oh. So I usually drink like two or three cups of that over ice when I get up. And that's like my my breakfast beverage of choice now with a little bit of creamer in it. But yeah, I really like coffee. As far as soda goes, I'd say I definitely prefer Pepsi to Coke. Yeah, me too. For the most part. Even even like Pepsi products to Coke products. Yeah. The only Coke product I really like a lot that I can think of off the top of my head is Mellow Yellow. I really like Mellow Yellow a lot. Hmm. But as far as anything else goes, I'd rather have whatever the like the Pepsi alternative is. Right. I also like juices generally. My favorite, I would say, is probably either pineapple or orange juice. Again, we it's weird because they're fruit juices, but I don't really like fruit. <laughs> <laughs> but if you liquidate it, I mean, that's pretty good. It puts sugar in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like juices as well. I'm not particularly picky about fruit juices. I'll drink pretty much any of them. Although it's not something I usually get. Like, it's if we have it, I'll drink it. But I never really think to get it while I'm out grocery shopping. So I'm like, oh, I should get some fruit juice. I don't ever think about think about it like that. Yeah. But I really like, like, a fruit punch, like a mixture. I think those are really good. Yeah. Or, like you said, just, like, a straight, like, apple juice or grape juice or something like that. I'm not a huge fan of orange juice. I can drink it, but I prefer other types of juice to it. As long as it's not grapefruit juice. I don't like grapefruit. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I do like breakfast food, even though I don't really ever eat breakfast. Just stuff like, like I really like bagels or cereal or uh, like muffins. Yeah, breakfast is pretty good. You know, when I have breakfast, it's like, oh, this is satisfying. <laughs> yeah, I love like a good like breakfast plate. Like if you go out to like a breakfast restaurant and you get, you know, like your pancakes or your waffles or whatever. Yeah. And then some like eggs or hash browns. Uh, I, I like bacon, but I know you got to substitute something else for that. But, you know, just like a like a breakfast plate is probably one of my favorite kinds of food. I just never get it. Yeah. Usually, usually I'm getting up. Because of my work schedule, I'm getting out of bed and eating breakfast at like 3 p.m. (laughs) (laughs) So that's when I drink my coffee. I usually have like a bagel with like cream cheese on it that I make at my house, which I love me some bagels. Every once in a while, we'll have like a like a Danish, like a fruit Danish, like an apple or cream cheese or whatever. Those are really good for breakfast. I like those or like um, I'll get the frozen breakfast sandwiches like the the. The, the muffins with, like, egg and stuff in them. 
that I just microwave. Those are pretty good. I like those. But yeah, the actual like breakfast plate is probably my favorite kind of breakfast. And I wish I got to eat it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I love pancakes as well, for sure. I, I prefer pancakes to waffles, I think. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. And th- also, there's this place in town called the Eggs Up Grill, which is like, I think they have really good breakfast food. I've been there a lot. Where, where is it at? It's on um, Selenies. It's like pretty much right next to Harris Teeter. It's in okay. that like block. I've never been there, so... I should probably try it. They're probably one of those places that's closed by the time I get up. Yeah, they close at like two or something. Yeah. See, that's my problem. I gotta like make a special trip to get a good breakfast, and that doesn't happen very often. Right. <laughs> and then I would say that I, I do sort of have a big appetite. Like if it's food that I like, I have the capacity to eat a lot. You know, I mean, I I just like food. <laughs> I've always had like a limit like I can tell when I'm full and like I need to stop eating yeah if I try to push myself too much past that I'll make myself sick so when I was a kid I I would like throw up a lot because I'd overeat but as I've gotten older I've gotten a lot better at like managing that and I would say like just day to day in general I don't eat huge portions anymore I don't I don't try to like stuff myself I'll just eat till I'm comfortable and then stop but if it's something I really like, like a really good favorite dish or something, I can still eat a good bit of it. I can I can power through and eat the whole thing if I need to. Yeah. But on the whole, I think I definitely eat less than I would have when I was like younger. Gotcha. Just in general. Hmm. I also used to think that I was a fast eater. Like in my family, I think I'm probably the fastest eater. But then... I saw you and your brother eat way faster than I do. So now I'm like, I'm average. I eat at an average speed. Yeah, Yeah, we come from a family of fast eaters. Yeah. My brother and my dad are probably the fastest. And then me and then my mom. Hmm. But, um, yeah, my my dad and my brother eat even faster than I do. So... And that's usually, like, we're definitely above average when it comes to how fast we eat. Right. It's not about tasting it. It's just about inhaling it. (laughs) Yeah. I got you. Do you think your taste in food has uh, changed as you've gotten older? Um, Yeah, I think you touched on it a little bit earlier. Yeah, I would say it has. I don't know that changed is necessarily the right word. Like, when I was younger, I would eat... I was, like, a big fan of, like, like your typical American food. Like, I liked, like, a burger. Or I liked Taco Bell. But I wasn't... Outside of a few, like, weird things that, like, my grandparents introduced me to, like liver mush, I didn't really try anything. I kind of had, like, the set stuff that I would eat. And I was really picky about having it the exact way that I wanted it. But as I've gotten older, like I said, I've gotten a lot more open to just trying new stuff. And so I still can eat all the same stuff I would have when I was a kid, like a burger and whatnot, or like the weird stuff like liver mush. Or like, I really like black olives a lot when I was a kid for some reason. I could just eat black olives straight, like out of a can. And I still can't do that. I love me some black olives. But on top of that now, you know, I'm also trying new stuff, like the Indian food we had tonight. 
Yeah. I would have never in a million years touched that when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's just not how it was. Right. And, like, I used to not, like, really like steak or anything like that. I just preferred a burger. But now I, like, love a good steak. Mm. It just, I had to, I had to get old enough to, you know, expand my horizons a little bit. Right. So I would say that definitely, in terms of, like, the main course, it, they have, my taste hasn't changed so much as it's just grown to, like, encompass more stuff. Yeah. But as far as dessert goes, yeah, I think my taste has actually shrunk. <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I would eat anything sweet or sugary. Anything that was super unhealthy. Yeah. I, I would I would eat it up. Like, even when I was a kid, I remember liking ice cream. Like I touched on earlier. And nowadays, I really I don't really like ice cream like that. Mm-hmm. In, in my family, I'm kind of the outlier because, like I was talking about cake earlier, usually everybody, like my mom, my dad, my brother... <coughs> They all like the icing. That's like their favorite part. The sweeter the icing, the better. They really like like the thick, rich, kind of buttercreamy icing. Yeah. Uh, and I can't. It's not for me. Yeah. It, it, it like, I just don't like it. It like sends like a shiver up my spine to think about eating it. Yeah. <laughs> so whenever I'm getting cake, I'm always getting something that like, like with a light icing or like a, like a cream cheese icing. Like I like that kind of stuff. But like the super thick, rich icing is not for me anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I guess that's just part of getting older. Yeah. I've always heard that as you get older, sweet stuff gets less appealing. So, oh, yeah. I guess I've kind of proof of that. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, I agree with you about the cake. Like, I enjoy the cake part way more than the icing part. Like, I don't like having a bunch of icing on cake. I just, like, take it off. Yeah, <laughs> scoop it off and yeah. just eat the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And for me... I don't really think my taste has changed a whole lot since I was younger. I mean, I still like pretty much the same foods I did when I was like 15 or whatever. I mean, I guess my taste has maybe expanded a little bit. Like, I've had Mediterranean food recently, and I mean, that's kind of a newer thing, and I like that. But... Even then, I don't think it's expanded a whole lot. I feel like it's already, like, kind of wide. Like, there's a lot of different cuisines I eat. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I can't eat, like, meat. So, you know, I can't expand that way. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I would say generally it's about the same as uh, when I was younger. In the future, I don't know. I guess it could change. But I guess I'm pretty set in my ways with with food. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's kind of how I am now. Like now, now that my now that my taste is like expanded to, you know, I'll try new stuff and whatnot. I've found like you know the regular stuff that I like, and I mostly stick to that. Yeah. But I'm open to trying new things if they come my way. Right. I will say, compared to like, like when I first started working. I lived on fast food, basically. But I've also gotten to where I think I prefer a lot of the stuff I make to just getting, like, the fast food version of it. Right. Like, I'll make my own burger or make my own steak at home instead of getting it from a restaurant. Or, like, tacos. I used to go to Taco Bell a lot. And now I just make tacos myself at home. Like, I get the the ground beef and the seasoning and everything and do it myself. (coughs) Yeah. But, I mean, I'm still eating the same kind of food. It's just the, the preparation of it's changed, I guess, as I've gotten older. Right. That's good. I mean, uh, cooking at home is probably healthier 
and fast food. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> that's cool. So I guess that's going to bring us on to our next topic of the night, uh, which is going to be YouTube. You know, what we watch, what we like, uh, like what we think about the platform in general. Right. Um, you want to start us off? Yeah, I can start. Uh, so YouTube. YouTube's great, I think. Whoever invented YouTube, you know, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I spend a lot of time on YouTube these days. A lot of the time I'll watch it on my phone. I have the YouTube app. So, like, yeah, I'll just go on there and a lot of my videos, like, people I'm subscribed to, I'll watch their videos on my phone. I also like watching it on my computer when I, like, go out and get food and bring it home. You know, I just like watching something on YouTube while I eat. That's nice. <laughs> I really, as as far as the types of channels I like, I really like comedy, music, and I like reaction channels, honestly. I know it's kind of like low effort sometimes, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I think like most of the channels I'm subscribed to would fall into those categories. And as far as it, like some channels I like, there is one called That Chapter that I really like. Uh, I actually found out uh, about it from, from you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like a true crime channel. It's actually not one of those genres I just mentioned. But <laughs> it's, uh, you know, one guy, he talks about true crime cases he has two videos every week and it's this really good quality like 20 to 25 minute videos and he does all the research himself and they're like well presented and it's pretty entertaining mm -hmm. so yeah i've been watching him a lot lately i know you watch him too yeah i, I watched that chapter pretty much when he uploads a new video i'll have it watched within the next day or two yeah for you, um, what what kinds of channels do you prefer? Uh, I would say as far as channels go, I have probably two main categories of channels I watch. Uh, like I really like gaming channels, but not so much in like the like the let's play sense where like you're watching someone play a game. I like the more retrospective style channels where they'll pick like you know like a hidden gem or like an older game or like a bad game. And make like a longer form video talking about it. Either making fun of it or talking about the merits of the game or whatever. And they'll record themselves playing it and like edit it together. So it's not just the raw video of them like playing and talking over it. It's more like a video essay, I guess, yeah. about the game. Uh, I really like those. Uh, my top favorites as far as those go is probably uh, Civi11. He's really good. I subscribe to him. I, I, pay, <laughs> I pay him a dollar a month on Patreon every month. Wow. And then uh, Grimbeard's another really good one. He's another one I support on Patreon. And G-Man Lives. Those are my probably my top three channels for that kind of content. Yeah. But there's a ton of other ones I watch. Not as frequently as them. Channels like Accursed Farms. Uh, Mandalore Gaming's probably like the biggest. Like a lot of people watch Mandalore Gaming. He's probably got the most subscribers out of any of the ones I watch. The Salt Factory's really good. He does, like, very long videos, like, two to three hour long videos about specific games that are pretty inter interesting if you're into the game he's making the video about, uh, as well as some others. The other kind of genre, I guess, I re I'm really into is movie channels. My favorite, and 
one of my favorite channels just in general is Red Letter Media. Uh, it's this group of guys, and they just do tons of different styles of videos about movies. Uh, they have a series where they discuss new movies that are coming out and talk about if they like them or not. Uh, they have a series called Review where they talk about older movies that they like and what they think makes them so good and stuff. And then probably my favorite series they do is Best of the Worst where they watch old bad movies. Like they pick three or four like cult classics that are, you know, fun to laugh at. And they'll watch them and then have like a roundtable discussion about which one they think is the best of the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Those are probably my favorite kind of videos they they make. I highly recommend Red Letter Media. They're really good. All their videos are really well produced and just entertaining to watch in general. Okay. And then as far as like newer movies go, I really like Your Movie Sucks. He's pretty well established. Yeah. Um, I really like his style of, you know, reviewing and commentary and stuff. And then a smaller channel is The Critical Drinker. He plays kind of like a character in his reviews, but I find that I agree a lot with a lot of his points he makes about various movies or TV shows or whatever he's talking about. Uh, there's been a couple things I've watched a video that he's made about it and then decided to go watch it based off what he said. Cool. So I've kind of got to where I trust his opinion on a lot of stuff, at least. And then outside of those two, uh, there's just sort of some like more off the wall kind of channels. I watch things like brutal moose. He's one of my favorite YouTubers. I've, He's probably the YouTuber I've been subscribed to the longest that I still regularly watch. Like, as soon as his new videos come out, I watch them, like, day of. I've been subscribed to him since, like, high school, I think. He's 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 pretty well established. He's been doing YouTube a long time. And his, his content's kind of changed over the years. He used to do a lot of game-related content. And nowadays, he just kind of does whatever he wants. He has, like, food videos or, like, Disney Channel movie reviews and just really random stuff. But I really like his, like, personality and his editing style is comedic. He makes his videos funny. And he's just interesting to watch. He makes whatever he's making the video about interesting. Even if what he's talking about isn't all that interesting. Yeah. The Report of the Week is really cool. He does fast food reviews. Oh, yeah. He, he like, dresses yeah. up in a suit yeah. and, like, slicks his hair back. And he makes it look all professional while he's talking about Taco Bell's newest <laughs> burrito. Yeah. He's really entertaining. I really like watching him. Steve1988MRE. He does, like, ration, like, MREs, like, for the military. He'll get, like, rations from, like, different countries and review them. Like, he'll open them on camera and, like, show him preparing everything that comes in it. Mm. And eat it and, like, say if it's good or not. And some of his most entertaining videos is where he eats, like, really old food. Like, he's eaten, like, World War One rations before. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he, he, he just makes it, his personality is kind of quirky. And he's just an entertaining character to watch. Even if you're not particularly into watching these kind of food videos, he's just he's just funny to watch. He's entertaining. Outside of that, uh, like you said, that chapter is a big one I watch a lot. Jay Aubrey, he makes like long-form videos about like people, whether it's YouTubers or like celebrity figures. He makes interesting videos that like document like their rise and fall and their ups and downs of their career and stuff. Two of the other ones I've been subscribed to for a long time that don't really fit anywhere are iDubs. I've been subscribed to him since high school. And he doesn't put out nearly as much content as he used to just because his style of content kind of fell out of favor, which yeah. I guess we'll talk about when we get to what we think of the platform. <laughs> we can talk about that a little bit. But now he makes like these longer like documentary-style videos about YouTubers or other personalities on the internet that I find are really entertaining. It's definitely a different style than what he used to do, and it's not nearly as funny per se, but I still think 
he's got like you know really good production and editing style that keeps everything interesting. Yeah. And then uh, the final channel that I watch regularly is Seth Zintach. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a Patreon supporter of him as well. He just makes random videos about random video games, and he's funny. <laughs> They're like five to ten minutes, and he's just got this really off the wall kind of weird ironic sense of humor that like iDubs used to have that doesn't really fly on YouTube anymore. Yeah. But he he's got so many Patreon supporters that he can still afford to do that kind of like brazen, you know, non PC advertiser friendly style of humor that I enjoy and get away with it. So I still subscribe to him. You know, when he uploads like once every six months or whatever. Right. <laughs> Those are probably my main channels. I kind of rotate through all of them. I'll usually like fall asleep. Like uh, I watch YouTube mostly on my TV nowadays with like the YouTube app on my Roku TV. Hmm. And so I'll just put something on and like a video I haven't seen from one of my subscriptions and just let it autoplay like while I'm lying in bed after I get home from work and fall asleep watching whatever, whatever, just whatever comes up. Yeah. I find that I don't, um, I don't rely on the recommended videos very much. I don't know if you do. I know my mom, when she's watching YouTube, she'll she'll click on recommended videos a lot more frequently than I will. Just like stuff she hasn't, like from people she hasn't seen. Mm-hmm. I, I mostly subscribe more to the people than like the content, like, you know, the, the niche that their content fills. Yeah. So I don't, I don't watch a lot of recommended videos, even if it's on stuff related to what I'm currently watching. I usually just stick with the people I like, not necessarily like the things I like. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I guess I watch recommended videos sometimes. Like, stuff that on my, like, home page or whatever that, like, you know, that's recommended to me. Yeah. It'll be, like, just random videos sometimes. Like, sometimes it'll be ra- little, like, meme videos. Mm-hmm. Just, it's, like, just, like, wasting time on there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, for me, some of the channels I watch for comedy, I really like uh, this guy named Cody Ko. Uh, he makes like, I guess, commentary videos on, on like other videos, you know. And I think he's pretty funny. Uh, I like his personality. And also, there's a guy named Drew Gooden that I also like. He's all he's a similar type of channel. He makes a lot of commentary videos. Like he's made some videos talking about like bad Christmas movies and yeah, just like yeah, just bad movies in general. <laughs> he's pretty funny. And then for music, I like this one channel called Become the Night. He's just uh kind of a music commentary channel where he'll make channels like i mean videos like just talking about lots of stuff related to music just the general like what's popular today or talking about some of his favorite bands or like right now he's doing a series about the 10 worst metallica metallica songs so he has a one video every day with like one song that he thinks it's like one of the worst. <laughs> and it's pretty entertaining. It's like pretty funny. <laughs> and he has every Friday and Saturday he'll do like a live reaction video where he basically reacts to music recommendations that his subscribers give him. 
So you can like send him a super chat, you know, for it's like at least ten dollars with a song recommendation, and he'll listen to it live and give his feedback basically. So that's pretty cool. I've actually done that a lot. I've, I've given him a lot of money <laughs> over the years. <laughs> yeah, and he uh, it's cool. He like he listens to it on camera, like. 90% of the stuff I've recommended, he hasn't liked. But <laughs> it's pretty funny still just seeing him react to it. <laughs> uh, sometimes it'll be like a pretty negative reaction. Yeah, he's he's got like a, I guess, strong opinions. So it, yeah, it's just kind of funny when he like gives his thoughts on stuff. And then for reaction channels, I mean, I guess I'm not subscribed to... I think any reaction channels, but sometimes I'll like watch this reaction videos. A lot of the times it's to like music. Like there's a channel called Lost in Vegas, which is these two guys that they're more like, they come from like a hip hop music background, but a lot of their videos are, are them reacting, reacting to like metal songs or like rock songs. And they're like pretty entertaining. Like, their videos are usually pretty in-depth and insightful. Like, they, like, give really kind of insightful comments on whatever song they're listening to. So, it's not really, like, your typical reaction channel where it's just, like, they don't really say anything and they just listen to the song. It's just a little picture of them in the corner staring at their webcam for five minutes. <laughs> yeah, and at the end they're like, Oh my god, that was amazing or something. <laughs> it's not like that. <laughs> so, yeah, they're pretty good. There's a channel called Naki Jakey that I'm subscribed to. It's like this one guy who makes like video essays mostly, but he like barely ever uploads. I mean, he's probably uploaded once in the past year or something. But whenever he uploads, he has some pretty cool videos. Like, um, he made these like, like hour-long videos, video essays on uh, The Last of Us Part 2 and Red Dead Redemption 2, where he talked about some of his like problems with those games, which I thought was pretty interesting. Like, The Last of Us Part 2 video was on point. I was like, I agree with, like, all of this. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he didn't buy into the hype then? No, he oh. didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, those are a lot of, some of the channels I like. And I also like watching reviews of, like, mu movies, music, or video games. You know, there's a ch this guy, The Needle Drop. He's pretty popular. Fantano. Fantano. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I don't really watch him that much anymore. But I am subscribed to his Fantano channel where he just gives like commentary on random stuff like news articles and stuff like that. That's pretty interesting sometimes. And sometimes I'll check out his reviews if it's like an album I know. Or like Critical, Moist Critical. He has this Moist Meter series where he reviews games and movies and TV shows. And I, I like watching those a lot. Uh, he's pretty, like, entertaining. And I also tend to agree with, like, a lot of his reviews. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Moist Meter as well. 
Yeah. I, f- I find it's a pretty good gauge. Like I, I, I'm like like you. I tend to agree with his opinion on a lot of stuff. So if he likes something, I'll probably check it out. Right. And then sometimes I like watching, like video game related videos. I really like video essays on video games. Those are pretty interesting. Usually, like I said, sometimes I'll just be on my phone watching random videos that get recommended to me, just like on my home page. And it'll just be some, like, interview with some actor or, like, just, like, meme videos. I know that also there's this channel called Wired, I think. And they have a bunch of videos where these, like, experts react to scenes in, like, movies. It'll be, like, doctor reacts to medical scenes in the MCU or something. <laughs> and I'll be like, this looks interesting. I'll watch that. Like, How accurate is this? You know? <laughs> Probably not very. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's about it. Those are like the types of videos I like in the, some of the, some of the channels I watch. I will say, like, thinking back, because I've been on YouTube a long time. I think yeah. I, f- I first heard about YouTube in the sixth grade. Back when it was first starting out. Yeah. And I've pretty much been off and on YouTube ever since then. And uh, my taste in what I watch has changed quite a bit. Uh, I remember the first big, like, community that I was into was, like, the Call of Duty commentary community. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you were ever, uh, like, really into that. But it was basically, like, there was a group of guys that made a living. They would record, like, impressive multiplayer Call of Duty footage. And then just... After they recorded it, they would record a commentary over top of it. But they wouldn't talk about the game. They'd talk about just whatever. Like, world events, or what there's what's going on in their life, or whatever. Anything, really. It was it, They never really talked about the actual footage. And I was really into that for a long time. Like, a solid two or three years when I was really into Call of Duty. I always thought those were really interesting. And all of those guys, by now, have just disappeared completely. Either fallen into obscurity... Are still trying to hang on to that little shred of a fan base they have left from like 10 years ago. Yeah. But that was kind of the first thing I was into. And then I know in high school a lot, I was into like the really edgy, ironic humor, like I was talking about earlier, that doesn't really float on YouTube anymore. Those are probably like my, my best memories of YouTube, like when yeah. channels like iDubs and Filthy Frank were at their peak. Yeah. I have a lot of, that's kind of what like I consider the golden days of YouTube, where you could make a living doing this ridiculous crap that would never work today on YouTube. And then past that, like I said, now, like, I'm, I'm with you. I really like the gaming retrospectives. Um, that, like I said, that Grimbeard channel I watch, he recently uploaded a Manhunt 2 video. It oh, yeah. was a follow-up to his Manhunt 1 video. And those were both, like, 45 minutes to an hour long. And really interesting. Like, I'd never actually played Manhunt 2 all the way through, so it was cool to finally see, like, the whole story unfold and everything. Mm-hmm. And hear his commentary on it. And, like, I, I'm I'm on his Patreon, so I'm, like... I'm in the Discord that he has, the Discord channel, and I can, like, vote on what he does next, which is really cool. Having that kind of, like, interaction with the content creator, yeah. which isn't something that would have been possible, you know, 10 years ago on YouTube. Right. But what do you, th- do you think your tastes have changed? I-, I also used to be into Fantano a lot. Yeah. Um, I don't... I, my, my opinion on his... My opinion and his opinion on music has diverged to the point where I don't watch his reviews anymore. But I still think he's an interesting <laughs> personality. Yeah. I watch his secondary channel like you do every once in a while. Right. Yeah, my tastes have definitely changed over the years. 
Uh, like you, I've been on YouTube a long time. I think since like seventh grade, probably like oh seven, oh eight. I remember back then I would watch like I remember watching music videos on YouTube. <laughs> like for fun yeah i don't know there, there was always like the lyric video for songs made in like microsoft like whatever that video editor was oh windows media windows maker. media maker yeah, yeah. yeah or it was like a blue background with just like comic sans text of the lyrics yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure <laughs> well lots of those back in the day yeah <laughs> or i remember i used to watch like like niga higa a lot um when I was younger, but, and then I remember at one point I was watching like Watch Mojo oh, for some reason. Yeah. I mean, the normie channels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like channels that pump out videos every day, multiple videos. It's like not very insightful. Yeah, just <laughs> bottom of the barrel content. Yeah. Top 10 lists that they rip off of Reddit. Right. Yeah. yeah, I moved past that. <laughs> and yeah, now it's, you know, it's the stuff I mentioned, like music-related channels and some of the comedy channels I mentioned. Yeah, it's YouTube's definitely, like, changed a lot, you know, over yeah. the years. It's, it's a completely different website from when it first started out. Right. I think uh, it used to have this, like, charm to it, I guess, because it was kind of like, you know, just regular people uploading these videos. Mm -hmm. It was like a really cool new thing. Yeah. It and felt it, very like personal. Right. Like right. this was just anybody could do it yeah. and make it make it big off like some stupid meme video. Right. And now it's mostly like, I mean, a lot of YouTubers, YouTubers are like celebrities, basically. And also there's a lot of like corporate like corporate channels on there like talk shows or like vivo you know like mm -hmm. music companies like that and yeah it's it's not really that same like personal feel anymore yeah i guess that kind of brings us to the next talking point which would be what we think about youtube as like a platform now yeah and i have to agree with you on a lot of that when it first started out it's it did feel a lot more personal and i feel like you can still kind of get that if you find channels you're, like, invested in, yeah. like, you feel like you get to know, like, the content creator, or, like, if you're, like, on their Patreon or their Discord, you know, you still have that, like, interaction with them. Yeah. But on the whole, YouTube feels a lot more corporate now. It doesn't... They've taken the you out of YouTube. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now, now YouTube caters mostly to, like, like, those big corporate channels or their advertisers, because they, uh, they're a company. They gotta make money. Right. But back in the day when that wasn't so much of a concern, you know... The content could be anything. Anybody could do YouTube and make whatever they wanted, and it could become popular. Mm -hmm. And uh, nowadays, like since since they cater towards the money a lot more, you know the um, like the monetization rules have gotten a lot stricter. And so, if you're a creator trying to make a living off of YouTube, you got to follow those rules, which kind of severely limits a lot of what you can do with your content. Yeah. And I feel like once you're established enough, that's not so much of an issue, but that really hurts like, smaller channels trying to get off their feet. Like, it's hard to start a YouTube channel now and get big, unless you're, like, following a trend. Like, yeah. something that's trendy on YouTube, uh, which I don't even keep up with. Like, there's, like, the whole trending page. I don't oh, think yeah. I've ever visited that once, <laughs> ever since it's been added. 
But yeah, I, I, I still like a lot of, like you said, the entertainment. It's very entertaining. It's a great alternative to like TV. Yeah. And I like being able to like, you know, kind of integrate with these different communities for the, all the channels I follow and stuff. Like all the inside jokes each community has and like the comments and everything. All that stuff's really fun and hasn't really changed mm-hmm. from, you know, forever ago. But I do kind of hate just the whole direction that YouTube as a whole has taken just in terms of like their goals and what they're trying to do with the platform. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, I started making uh, YouTube videos myself recently, like about two years ago. I just suddenly got this urge to like make music reviews. (laughs) So I started making a video. I'll release a video every Friday and I did that for like three to four months, I think, where I was like, every week I was consistent with it. And then I just was like, I got kind of burnt out, so I stopped. And I'm not, I don't really make videos anymore, but it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, I did start to get a little following, you know. I started gaining some subscribers, and it, it was fun. I had fun making the videos and editing the videos and i would even have some like returning viewers like that would comment on several of my videos you know i was kind of surprised how i guess kind of easy it is to like gain subscribers on there because if you just make like half decent content i think you'll get like a little pool of fans you know i mean you won't you won't get like a thousand subscribers in one day but you'll start to get some traction Mm -hmm. i mean i'm at like 90 subscribers now which is like definitely more than i thought i was gonna get yeah so it's cool you know it's like i don't know it's kind of wholesome because it's like even if you think your content isn't really like all that there's someone out there who will like it probably Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it's just it's one of those things where I mean, you got to, like, stick with it. Right. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of work having a YouTube channel. If you're going to try to put out that kind of, you know, quality content that people are going to want to come back to. Right. Like, you, like you, you got burnt out after, like, three or four months of doing it. And, like, imagine these people that do it, like, two videos a week, like, for years. Yeah. Like, that chapter. That's all him. And he right. does, like, two videos a week. I can only imagine how much work goes into that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. You do have to be consistent with it. I just, I don't have that kind of work ethic, I guess. Yeah, it's hard to do that and have like a job, like like a real job. Yeah, for sure. Because it's one thing if you can turn your channel into like a source of income, but like it takes so much work to get to that point that, I mean, you really got to be dedicated to it. Right. I remember I would like, I think, shoot videos and edit them on like Saturday and editing took like i don't know two to three hours and shooting took like probably an hour and yeah it was like a time sink you know and it is all for like a six minute video or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i did i did think i like improved though for sure as time went on I just like my editing I think got better and it started looking it got a little more professional I guess. So that's cool. It does feel kind of weird 
watching yourself back, you know, on video, because it's just like, I don't know, like, oh, I sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, now I'll just, I'll make, I kind of stopped doing the reviews, the music reviews, and I just do, like, tier lists now sometimes if I feel like it. I'll do, like, some band, a tier list for some band occasionally now. Yeah, those get, like, some views. <laughs> but, yeah. Because those videos are, like, way easier than making a full review. Yeah. It's definitely a fun thing to have as a hobby. Yeah, for yeah. sure, yeah. Like I said, like, you know, my, my, my best memories of YouTube from, like, when we were in high school. Yeah. When when YouTube was kind of at, like, the peak of its, like, Wild West, anything goes kind of. Yeah. You know, I got a lot of nostalgia for those kind of days because they're never going to happen again. <laughs> YouTube's never going to go back to being that right. that kind of platform. And I kind of miss that. I would say that kind of like my final point that I would want to make about YouTube is that I think there's a space out there for a competitor to pop up. Yeah. Like, like a website that is focused on the creators like YouTube originally was. Yeah. I mean, it would take a lot of resources to get like a website like that off the ground. But if you made a website that was focused on these people trying to make a living off of doing this instead of catering to like NBC and ABC and the news channels and the talk shows and everything that YouTube focuses on nowadays, a lot of people I think would jump ship to a new website if it was going to be more accommodating to them. And yeah. I think the only thing keeping YouTube where it's at right now is just how big it is. It's the video site on the internet. Yeah. Like, there's other places like Vimeo, Daily Motion. Yeah, but those don't... Those don't offer the kind of things that it would take to have someone, you know, want to switch full-time to that website, really. Right. But I do think it's kind of an interesting thought experiment to think about, you know, what would happen if another YouTube from 2006 showed up now. Right. You know, would YouTube stay at the top like it is, or would it actually have to try to, like, a, like change to, like, keep its user base? Yeah, that is interesting. I think if, like, another YouTube from 2006 showed up, you know, that kind of site, they would have some competition, I think. Cause mm -hmm. I think people would like that, you know? Something with, like, Less restrictions and... More personality. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I feel like now, I mean, can't you get demonetized for just cursing in your video, like one curse word? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> that's why a lot of people, like a lot of the channels I really like, I support on Patreon because they, their videos are probably not monetized. Yeah. And I mean, it's not like they're doing it, like it would be like, you know... It'd be rated like PG-13. Like, you can't even get monetized for PG-13 on YouTube now. Yeah. It's got to be PG or below if you want to make any money off of it. But I do like also that YouTube, it, it at least provides like an all-in-one place to like support the people that you watch if you want to. Like, it's easy to go to their channel and find their Patreon. Or like, uh, like the, the guy I mentioned earlier, Grimbeard, he has a band camp where he makes his own music that you can support him on there. Or just, you know, all the different ways to find merch, if they offer merch. You know, it does offer a lot of ways, other ways to help support them since YouTube's not supporting them. Yeah. It's at least they offer an easy way to find all the other ways to do that. Yeah, that's cool, yeah. It's just crazy to me, like, 
it's it's not like a site meant for kids or anything. You, yeah, that's never what it was. Right. But it's what kind of what it's turned into. Yeah. I mean, you can designate a video as for kids. There's an option for that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see why you need to be so strict about like adult content in video, like cursing or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it's ridiculous. Right. And they're very inconsistent with it. Like yeah. big channels can get away with more stuff. Yeah, that's true. Like all the like the late night talk shows crap that f- constantly floods the front page. Like that's not for kids. No. But people uh, like smaller channels that I watch that would have content you know comparable to that in terms of you know maturity or whatever, they'll get demonetized. But Conan O'Brien can do whatever he wants <laughs> and still got he still has this revenue stream from YouTube coming. Yeah. It's just very inconsistent. That's true. And like I said, I think that's why like a competitor, if they were able to get off the ground, would be able to do well. Right. Yeah, and one channel I wanted to mention is PewDiePie. I think it, he is, he's pretty interesting because like he's always been pretty much one of one of the biggest channels on the platform. I think he's number one or number two now. He's the number one most subscribed to individual. Like I think there's like some corporate channels that have yeah, more subscribers. Or something. Yeah, I think he's like three or four on the actual top list. Um, but he's like the the number one individual subscribe okay. channel. Yeah, yeah, I think it's interesting because his contents changed so much over the years. Like it used to be let's play videos, and he was very over the top and you know screaming with jumps when there's a jump scare. And, yeah. I remember watching those when in yeah. high school. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then he was more of that like edgy humor, like iDubbbz type humor you yeah. talked about. That was my favorite PewDiePie. Yeah. I, I was subscribed to him when he was doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> and then now it's more like he's like reacting to other. Vi- it's like reaction videos, basically. Yeah, a lot of it. he reacts to like his subreddit, like stuff his subreddit posts for him to react to. Yeah, or like lists top 10 title lists or whatever right and he's he's riding the trends <laughs> which i mean like i said like you said he he tried to do like what he wanted to do which was like that edgy kind of humor and youtube yeah. smacked him down for it so he's like well i guess i'll just ride toe the line right. make this bottom of the barrel content that you know everybody and their mother could watch because <laughs> it's his job like he's got to keep making a living off of it he's yeah. been he's been doing it for so long right yeah I guess this is kind of interesting. He's managed to stay so relevant for so long. Mm-hmm. He's an he's interesting. Even if you don't like his content, he's an interesting like case study. Yeah. Just on YouTube as a whole, like his whole career trajectory. Right. It's really interesting to like take a step back and look at everything that he's done, and he's still like up there. Right. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Yeah, know? I'm glad he 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 is like the poster child for, you know, starting from nothing on YouTube like he used to be able to and climbing his way to the top. Yeah. And he stayed there. Right. I remember his very... Well, I don't remember, but apparently his very first videos were like Call of Duty videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he but, he got his start in that scene. Yep. Yeah. That's like what I was talking about. That's the kind of stuff I used to watch. Yeah. And then I jumped to his kind of content after that Call of Duty stuff kind of fell out of favor. You know, the amnesia, let's play, jump yeah. scare fest kind of stuff. Right. That was really popular there for a while. Alongside Minecraft, 
Minecraft was huge for a long time on YouTube, and it's recently like made a resurgence in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, YouTube is kind of cool as a whole, just to like keep your finger on the pulse of like pop culture. Like, yeah. if you look at historically what's been popular on YouTube, it's you know what's popular in like the public mind, you know, right. at least well, like the younger generations. Yeah, that's true. They would make those like YouTube rewind oh, videos. Oh God! <laughs> they actually stopped that. Yeah, those were so out of touch. Yeah, I remember the last one had like Will Smith in it. <laughs> yeah, like what does Will Smith have to do with YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I remember it was I think like 2018 or something was received like horribly. It was like their worst received one. Uh huh. And so the next one. They just made it, like, basically a top 10 video where they had, like, the top 10 most viewed videos of the year or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was, like, really lame. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it just it shows you how out of touch corporate YouTube is with what the people want YouTube to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I kind of miss having that rewind everywhere to, every year to, like, make fun of. <laughs> yeah. It, like, brought the whole YouTube community together for the moment just to make fun of the YouTube Rewind. Right. <laughs> it was entertaining. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess that's about all I have to say about YouTube. Yeah, I think we covered quite a bit about it. Overall, I think it's, like, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can... If you were still paying for, like, cable TV, you could legitimately, like, completely switch to just YouTube. Yeah. Like, there's enough stuff on there to where you don't really need, like, a TV subscription anymore. Right. You can find all of that on YouTube now for free. Yeah. I mean, it'll have ads, but... Mm-hmm. It's nice to have that option. Like, it's nice to have YouTube be what it is, but at the same time, it could be a lot better. Right. Yeah, I feel like you almost just don't need a cable tv subscription anymore if you have like youtube and netflix i mean you have a lot of options Mm -hmm. with those yeah i've got i've got the youtube i've got like the ad free youtube because i I have like a youtube music subscription and even though i don't use that anymore it gives me ad free youtube so i keep paying for it yeah (laughs) and then i've got like netflix and hulu and then like a couple other streaming services that I go on occasionally. And yeah, I've never had a need to like look at TV. Anything I've ever wanted to watch is on streaming. Yeah. And I know my mom is the same way. She she watches YouTube, Netflix, and Amazon Prime video. Right. And we haven't had cable TV or satellite TV in like a couple of years. Right. They tried to do like like the YouTube TV and Sling TV, the like on-demand TV services. And they really, my parents really didn't even have a need for, need for that. They ended up canceling it. And just using regular YouTube and Netflix and stuff. Hmm. So it's yeah, it's kind of interesting how that's changed. How streaming has really changed the face of you know home entertainment. Right. Yeah, like not even my, even my grandparents cut the cable and oh, just yeah? only do streaming now. Wow. They spend a lot of time on YouTube. Huh. Dang. Yeah, like cable TV was, you know, really big in the two thousands. I guess. Well, and before. Before we were born. Until the 2000s. Yeah. And then, like, 2010s, it kind of started switching. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once Netflix really took off as, like, a streaming service instead of, like, a DVD service. Yeah. 
that was kind of the beginning of the end for cable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have a. I pretty much watch YouTube, Netflix, and Amazon Prime also. And yeah, it, I mean, it works. <laughs> I don't really watch cable TV. Mm-mm. All right. I think that's about all we have today talking about food and YouTube. I hope you guys enjoyed. We'll be back for another one sometime on something. Uh, I, I don't know what. But thank you guys for listening. Hope you have a great day. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> All right. Peace out.